0: This is the Recruitment Rollercoaster Podcast. My name is Hisham Azuz and this is the show where I bring to life the true failures, the true successes and the true learnings from recruiters and recruitment business owners globally. This podcast is now sponsored and supported by Hunted. Hunted is one of the best places on the internet for recruitment content of course one of the reasons why i decided to partner with them is crucially we share a common goal to help recruiters get better at their jobs hunted write about everything you can need in your career from productivity hacks to helping your time management to TED Talks and reading lists. They offer in-depth insights into worldwide destinations and of course, there's everyone's favourite recruitment wolf, Mr. Ed Hunter, who's not quite as scary in real life, but that is a story for another time. If you haven't yet checked out Hunted's content, you will not be disappointed. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the very first podcast of 2020. How I thought I would start this year is just with a review of last year. I think that's always uh, this time of year and the Christmas period is, is always a great time to reflect on the year before. So before you enjoy two episodes a week of stories from recruiters and recruitment business owners, I thought I would just highlight some of the things that I noticed in 2019 and also talk a bit about the most listened to episodes in 2019 and Some of the things that they shared and why I thought, why I think they were really popular and have some fun. So firstly, Happy New Year to all of you. I hope you had a great break, great Christmas and are genuinely really looking forward to 2020. I certainly am. So the most listened to episodes of 2019... Unfortunately, we're actually all guys. (laughs) I think that's just a a coincidence that I've quoted and made some notes on the top five most listened to episodes. I think the uh, sixth episode was a um, woman, actually. Um, So the first and most listened to episode is James Dean. Now, if you haven't listened to that episode, I'd, I'd really recommend it. Some of the key things that I think was really interesting that we discussed on this episode, which from the messages I received and the feedback, which <clears throat> sort of highlights the the sort of value that came from this episode was the first note that I put down was big accounts equals big billers. So on this episode, I think it was the first time that someone actually spoke about one of the key things that james picked up on when he worked for an agency and noticed real big billers 500k plus a real common uh thing that he saw in their desk was that they they had some real big household name accounts um in which they did a lot of placements with and we really spoke a lot about this and uh, james has really uh then used this knowledge and and uh use it to his advantage and really Included that as part of the strategy that he's used to build his own recruitment desk and was definitely a real factor to how he then achieved the um, top biller award in his agency, billing over uh, 300k, I think it's 350k plus. So that was really interesting. So I think that alone is definitely worth uh, thinking about in this year, how many big accounts Um, Are you working with, have you got a strategy to open up big accounts? Could you be doing more with the big accounts that you do have? But ultimately, one thing that definitely came out of that episode was real big billers, big hitters, um, all seemed to have uh, big accounts that they were uh, generating a lot of revenue from. My next bullet point was James really broke down in this episode how he built his recruitment desk from scratch. One of the most common topics I always get asked uh, from people to cover with I uh, guess is business development building a recruitment desk etc totally get that because it's bloody difficult so um, in that episode what James did really well was really actually break down the real basics of how where he started mapping out the market using the uh, resources that you had at his disposable disposal certain Um, obviously lists of professionals in his industry and these types of things but ultimately he really broke down how he built it from scratch and a real common tactic that's come out a lot on the episodes is um, uh, approaching how he got a lot of his clients was approaching senior staff or senior leaders in businesses for roles and then uh, speaking to these people, not only about roles, but and then speaking to them about how he could potentially support them and help them with the business and their hiring needs. So uh, again, <clears throat> some real value there in terms of breaking down um, how to build your recruitment desk and definitely some tactics in there that all of you can use. The final bullet point was the power of expanding accounts. I'm sure this is something that you've all heard, maybe your managers tell you, maybe you're, the bosses that you work for tell you. I definitely remember hearing this. But again, it's come up quite a few times, but James spoke a lot about it that for him, the fun starts when he makes the first placement with a client. Whereas a lot of people may think that's job done, right? So, what we spoke a lot about on this episode was how James has has become uh really good at building relationships with uh, a number of senior stakeholders within one business and one client which then leads to that account being um, 10 15 20 grand a year client to over six figures and that's something that james has done really well and he really spoke about how that contributed to uh his success and his billings so to finalize that and wrap, wrap that up i think um the most listened to episode James Dean some of the key points that I thought was really interesting which I know a lot of value um people got from was the the big accounts a lot of big builders have big accounts uh really breaking down the tactics of, of building a, a recruitment desk from scratch and then the, the power of expanding existing accounts and uh, the actual fun starts when you make that first placement so I think just wanted to highlight some of the key things that I thought was really interesting that no doubt um all of you would, would benefit from. So if you haven't listened to that episode, I definitely recommend uh, listening to that. The next most listened to episode was a chap called Tony Bates, uh, who is a um, part founder of a recruitment business called IDEX Consulting. Um, James and Tony were both involved in the the Recruitment Roller Coaster live event, We're actually on the panel. Um, so <clears throat> the notes that I made against Tony Bates episode um, was. Firstly, the importance of bouncing back. So I think the actual title of the episode is um, Tony really feels that people that have had real setbacks in their life often make the best recruiters. So we really spoke a lot about Tony's experience in bouncing back and uh, in in the sort of most successful recruiters he's worked with and seen have got that bounce back ability and the reason we spoke a lot about this is because Tony went through um, and came out the other side of a recession uh, where it was extremely difficult. However, that whole experience has enabled Tony to really have that bounce back ability and, and know how important it is. So I guess you always hear this in recruitment, bouncing back, having resilience, but in this episode, Tony really breaks down the importance of it, how he looks for it in in potential hires, why it's important. And uh, we also speak about how you can cultivate that bounce back ability. So that was the, the first bullet point I wrote down there. I think uh, the the next one that I put, uh, which I thought was really interesting, was the importance of recruiters staying grounded. I really liked it when, when Tony opened up about this, that Look, I think uh, recruiters typically have the uh, stereotype of people that like to spend loads of money on watches, look the part three-piece suits, although I think that if you were to walk around London now and uh, line up 10 recruiters, um, I don't think you're going to see, um, I don't think that's going to be the common thing that you see, that a lot of recruitment businesses that I now go into have dressed down and these types of things. However, I think what what's safe to say, what remains is that you can earn a lot of money young in this industry, which is one of the the, the great things about it. And with that comes the uh, potential path of you becoming someone, of you becoming someone that's egotistical. Um, I mean, if you go from earning X per year to earning over six figures, it's going to be quite easy to to feel like the, the top dog and these types of things. So, what Tony shared was again the sort of best people that he's worked with, the best recruiters that he's seen are those that do stay grounded in those moments. Now, it's not to say that you shouldn't celebrate. Um. obviously you put a lot of hard work Um. especially when you're earning a lot of money in recruitment that, that requires a lot of hard work but I think what I really liked what he spoke about was the importance of staying grounded and staying humble, having the humility, not thinking that you know everything always being willing to learn um, and ultimately staying grounded which is only going to enable you to have more success in the future and I thought that was really interesting and then the final point here, I think Tony was the first person to speak about this and I've asked a couple of questions uh, to people around this topic is then having actual we're talking about earning a lot of money well how many people are actually g- being given sound and good quality financial advice right if you're in your young 20s late 20s whatever and you've gone from wherever it is your background uh, and earning 2030 potentially 40 grand a year to now earning six figures, 80 grand, 90 grand a year. How many people are talking to you about good things that you should be doing with that money? Not telling you exactly what you should be doing, but giving you actually some real sound financial advice on what could you potentially do with that money that is going to enable you to have more success in the future or build real assets or just having actually offering real financial advice. I thought this was a really interesting point that Tony brought up because as we said, the the sort of stereotypical recruiter persona of someone that earns loads of money, it typically means that they're going to drive the, the Range Rover, they're going to have the Rolex and these types of things. But I think it's such a great point to raise that... How many people are out there are uh, uh, being given some real sound advice around their financials? And what, how they can be smart with their money? What could they do uh, with it to make them more money? That is more than just uh, relying on obviously the income they get from recruitment, etc. So I thought that was a really good point. Final point was Tony's real passion for recruitment being a, a profession this is something that we spoke about in the recruitment Roller Coaster live event um, for a quite long time actually. And, and a lot of people got involved, which I thought was brilliant, but I think Tony had a real passion to sort of advocate that recruitment is a career choice. Obviously you'll hear everyone say that they fell into recruitment, but I think recruitment it really is becoming a, a profession. It's becoming a, a, a career of choice. And <clears throat> reason for that is because, I mean, loads of reasons, but I think there's all different reasons that we discuss in this podcast. But Tony was really passionate about that, and this is only going to elevate the perspective of recruiters, particularly in the in the UK market, um, because they don't have a, a very good reputation. But I think we really spoke in detail as to why Tony thinks recruitment um, is a is becoming a profession rather than just a a a, a career gap uh, filler, etc. So. They were the, the the key points that I wrote down about Tony's episode. If you haven't listened to Tony's episode, would really highly recommend it. The third episode, third most listened to episode by uh, all of you, was uh, an episode with a chap called a young chap called Jack Pryor, um, who uh, works for a, a recruitment business called Red Cat Digital. So the few points that I've <laughs> written about this, I mean, the title is if you're a tech recruiter and you only source on LinkedIn, then then quit. <laughs> I think what Jack spoke a lot about is the real importance of being a domain expert within your field. You'll hear everyone say that you need to be an expert in your niche, an expert in your field. So it's, it's nothing new there. But Jack really spoke in, in depth and in detail as to how he went about that. And that's the, the questions that I asked him around, okay, so if I'm starting tomorrow well, I'm opening a new desk, a new vertical, or how can you ensure that you're always keeping on on top of the, your your market, knowing what's going on in the market, uh, Jack really answered those questions really well and, and really sort of dug deep into how he's really focused on becoming part of the community um, and uh, ensuring that his domain knowledge is is up to speed because that's going to give him a competitive advantage against the next recruiter that, that has no clue what their clients or candidates are speaking about and, and doesn't have that domain knowledge. So uh, some real good advice on that one. Uh, I wrote another point about Jack not doing any BD. Jack was someone that uh, was really scared of the phones, um, really didn't like cold calling people and um through his efforts of community building doing uh, speaking at events um having building a slack channel that, that he he then learned from as it did, as it um, failed um all different things but ultimately he really focused on on generating referrals again nothing new but how jack breaks down how he's approached it in his marketing in his world is is really smart and jack now does no bd whatsoever which Obviously, I think everyone would like to be in that position. It's, it's the personal branding piece that obviously I, I help recruiters with now. But ultimately, Jack really broke down how he's gone about being part of the community, um, has broken that stigma of being a recruiter and how he's yeah generated a lot of his business-free referrals and not having to cold call loads of people. So some really good advice on that episode around that as well. And then the final piece on the Jack episode would be that uh, we spoke a lot about how a lot of people uh, within this four walls were not approaching it how how he was in terms of um, reaching out to people on Twitter um, using github all these types of things in, in the in the tech market and uh, he he really did have to sell internally um, to people on on his methods and and make sure everyone was aware that what he was doing was driving sales or driving the right conversations and ultimately the community building, the, 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 these things can sometimes take time. Um, and he really broke down how he sort of got buy-in from senior stakeholders and and people in the business, which again, I think would be really beneficial for people that are thinking in 2020, that uh, are going to approach things with, or have at least an online strategy and what that looks like. Uh, so, if you're someone that's really thinking about community building, you're someone that's really thinking about um, how you can up your domain knowledge, become that expert and, and use it as your real competitive advantage, then the Jack Pryor episode is is really good for that and I'd really recommend in listening to that. The next most listened to episode was with a, a chap called Sean McCleary who owns a recruitment business in Manchester. Called Insight IT recruitment, and also um, they do engineering there as well. So the key points that I d- jotted down um, for Sean's episode uh, was he he was excess free, and then uh, set up uh, his own recruitment business. But what what we really spoke a lot about was the the important what what he learned early on was the importance of niching and, and really niching down and and how that enabled him to really become a top biller within that S3 brand, which is going to be extremely difficult because you've got a lot of great people um, coming out of that brand. But ultimately, what, what Sean realized early on in his recruitment career that I think a lot of people can get value out of was the, uh, the power of really, really niching down and knowing that niche inside out and really being an expert in that is going to a lot of people may think that's going to mean that you're going to miss out on making a lot of money but really it's going to enable you to to make more money and, and really focus on the relationships that you need to and that brings me on to the, the next bullet point that we spoke a lot about I think the, the episode has something around relationships in it but Sean really demonstrated the importance and focus on building real relationships we spoke about how Sean went about measuring relationships from clients and, and they had metrics around clients emailing back, clients picking up the phone and these types of things. And I thought that was really interesting because actually having some sort of measure uh, or indicator on if that uh, the relationship you have with your client is is good or can be improved is, is a great thing to have. And I think it's definitely something people should be looking at. And I thought that was some really good insight and, and value there on thinking about, okay, so the the, the relationships that I do have with clients, um, how can we actually measure those relationships, Are, are good relationships? Um, I think that's something that, that's really worth thinking about. And then the other bullet point that I um, wrote down for Sean's episode was stop talking about jobs and, 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 and deciding to create an event series. Sean was really passionate about again not just wanting to be another typical recruiter um talking about jobs they they thought early on what could, what what could they why what could give them a reason to speak to businesses that they can work with that isn't are you hiring and early on they decided to invest in starting a, a, an event series um which went down really well and events have come up a lot on the podcast a lot of people may have the perception that events have been done. But I think, again, back to the niche point, if you have uh, an event where it enables people within your niche, 20 people, 10 people, 15 people, 30 people to come, network, and meet like-minded people, and if you can facilitate that, it's extremely valuable. And what I've always found when I've spoken to people around starting an event series is that it, it, that can really feed into your business development strategy because all of a sudden, you can call the top 20 clients you want to be working with in 2020 and you have a reason to speak to them that isn't about jobs. It's, hi, Mr. or Mrs. Client. Um, I wanted to, to uh, get in touch today because uh, we're putting together this event series. This is why we're doing it. This is our mission with it. These are the people that we're getting to speak at it. Would you be open to speaking at it? all these types of things, but ultimately it can really feed into your business development strategy. And I know that's been super effective and and has really driven a lot of sales for people that I've spoken to, had on the podcast, or I've met through my business who have had a real successful event series. And Sean spoke a lot about that. So tons of insights and um, advice around that. So uh, if you haven't listened to the Sean McCleary episode, definitely give that a listen. And then the final... Episode the the fifth most listened to episode was with a chap called Nick Guy from a business called Finley James who uh, specialize in in tech sales. <clears throat> the bullet points I made uh, for Nick was again what he really made clear was Nick isn't someone that's going to be uh, an expert in the tech, but he's going to be someone that's he's got to be an expert in where people are moving around in the industry, not the actual tech itself. And I thought that's such a really good that's such a good point to make clear. <clears throat> a lot of people that. I speak to uh, when I'm talking about personal branding and and doing more on LinkedIn and sharing their opinion is a lot of people are worried around sort of them having that recruiters if I'm a recruiter like who am I to talk about tech I'm not knowledgeable and these types of things and at the end of the day you as a recruiter you don't get paid to know the tech inside out that that isn't your job otherwise you'd be getting paid and doing the job that your candidates do right and your clients do <laughs> it's your job to really know the the inside out of your industry um the businesses that are growing businesses that aren't growing why people are moving around the people that are moving around in the industry and and, and nick made that really clear because nick's super active on linkedin consistently sharing content. And I asked him around sort of how he's found that and he made a sort of really good point that um, recruiters need to be experts in where people are moving in the industry. And I thought that was a really good point. We spoke a lot about um, Nick really mastering business development. Again, business development being a really popular topic. So I'm not surprised that a lot of people listen to this episode because Nick is in a, a pure business, business development role, is in a, a 180 role. So he, he's been in the game for a while, spoke a lot about how um, he's gone about um, achieving success in a, in a completely BD environment and why he's just... Um, always tended to thrive in that environment why he prefers it how he's got better at it and he gave some really good insights and and tactics and advice on how you can be better at, at business development but I think the great thing about working in a sort of 180 role which I know a lot of businesses are trying changing that I've spoken to and a couple of people have had on the podcast is that obviously if you're someone that's been in recruitment for a year, two years, three years, four five years and you're really just completely dedicated and focused to the client piece or the candidate piece, I mean, that's something that you're going to get really good at, right? If that's just all you're focusing on. Um, not that it makes it any easier, but Nick really breaks down how he's sort of mastered that um, and how he's really approached that. And then, lastly, I think uh, on this on this episode, Nick has Nick's from Manchester, but he, he's he's been able to take his recruitment skill set to the states. Um, he, he's now opened opened up in in New York. At this time, on when we recorded the episode, um, he was planning to, but he'd uh, gone over to San Francisco. So we have a real good talk around how all of you out there, if you wanted to take your recruitment skill set abroad, that's something that you can definitely do. And I think that's. Um, really exciting that your recruitment skill set can enable you to to travel the world and I think that's such a a privilege and such an an amazing opportunity that all of you can have and and Nick really breaks down his experience in um, working in an American culture and building a a team uh, full of Native Americans the challenges with that, the learnings with that and and these types of things so uh, another great episode and would definitely recommend people checking that out so they were the top 5 most listened to episodes excited to think what will be the most listened to episodes in in 2020 but i just wanted to start there so before i finish i've just made a, a couple of bullet points to sort of uh, on highlighting the 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 conversations that I've had over 2019 with this podcast the nuances that I picked up on and some of the sort of common themes and threads and uh, things that keep coming up on this podcast which I think are really worth highlighting and hopefully all of you should get some value out of. So I think first and foremost what is really clear is that there are so many people out there doing the best possible job they can to offer real service to their clients and candidates and and solve real problems. Recruitment has a bad reputation in the UK. It it just does. However, I think this podcast and and the people who share their stories, willingly share their stories on this uh, podcast, it's just really evident that there's so many good people in the industry. There's always, obviously, going to be a shit recruiter that's going to damage the reputation, and people always tend to jump online and talk about the bad experiences uh, rather than the good experiences. However, I think it's really clear that there's so many good people out there, and I know that a lot of you listening will be in that as well, because if you're listening to this podcast, you're someone that takes your uh, recruitment career seriously and it's something that you want to invest in you want to learn from the best um, and these types of things so I think first and foremost so many good people so many good recruiters out there and I think that that's a really good place to start and that's something that I've definitely picked up on and is so evident um, with the people that I've sat down with uh, in 2019 another real constant theme for me is doing the right thing I think that's 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 going to remain in this year and and beyond. I think it's just so, it sounds so simple, but again, back to recruiters having a bad reputation. I think there's just so many people there that, there's so many people obviously still in in the market that are going to be willing to do things for their interest, even though it may not be the right thing for the client or candidate these types of things and I think what's what's again really obvious from some of the best people that I've sat down with who have done really well have built really well have had a lot of success is that they've always had the mindset of doing the right thing because they know that that's going to give them the net return long term if that means that sending a candidate a job that you know is really good for them but you don't work with that client and they get that job and then you then pull jobs from them six months later whatever it may be doing the right thing remains like a a natural real strategy on becoming a real successful recruiter. Obviously there's times where you've got to um you've got to be selfish in recruitment, of course. However, sort of really staying true to yourself and doing the right thing by your clients and candidates long term will mean that you're gonna have some really good, solid relationships which you're gonna be able to make a lot of money out of, but obviously be working with the right people who trust you um, as well. So that was a second bullet point for me. That that's so evident. Um and then this this sort of ties into it, a constant conversation around building real relationships and not being a transactional recruiter. It sounds really simple again, but <laughs> there's i mean, again, I'm sure there's so many recruiters out there that are still really transactional. And I think what's going to give you a competitive advantage in, in today's market from the people that I've sat down with and spoken to is again, really focusing on building those relationships. You hear it all the time, but are you actually doing that? Are you building real relationships with your clients and candidates? Because if you're not, it's definitely going to give you a disadvantage. And I think um, being a transactional recruiter, how valuable is that and how much value you bring into the recruitment process? not sure, but... I've had a constant conversation with people around building real relationships and how that has driven real return on investment, how's that driven um, revenue, and I think that's something really everyone should be thinking about this year on building real relationships and and what you're doing about that. Next bullet point, always discussing the importance and power of niching. I think you'll hear this across the board, not just in recruitment from all the podcasts that I listen to, but there really is so much power in niching. There really is. So, I mean, how many generalist recruiters will you see out there in today's market? Not sure. However, you'll definitely see some super, super niche uh, recruitment agencies and, and they always seem to do well. I mean, if you're someone that can really know your particular part of the market inside out, I mean, that's that's going to be extremely beneficial. So whatever market you're operating in right now, is there an opportunity this year to think about am I actually trying to serve too much of the market? Is there a certain segment of the market that I know is going to be big enough that you can just focus on and become a master at? I'm not sure, but the power of niching and really niching is definitely real. And so many people have spoken about it on this podcast and and how beneficial it's been. Definitely something that people should be thinking about. Uh, next bullet point. The importance to cultivate and have a have resilience remains really important. Mindset is always discussed as one of the biggest indicators from good to great recruiters. What are you doing to invest in your own mindset? I think if you're listening to the this podcast, that's definitely a great sign that you're someone that's generally trying to invest in, in your career and in, invest in yourself. That's amazing. But I think, again, what else could you be doing? And what's always important is are all of you actively trying to cultivate resilience? If you're having a shit day, what are you coming up with better ways and better mechanisms and better habits that can enable you to, <clears throat> to dust it off and, and go again? And mindset, like what what else are you doing to sort of really grow your own mindset? What are you reading or do you listen to other podcasts? Not sure, but I think I think it's definitely gonna be worthwhile for all of you listening to think about your mindset and, and how you can Im- improve that or just anywhere that you, you can improve. I think it always comes up when I speak to people on um, the sort of common traits that you see in, in, in really big, big billers, and it's mindset that always comes up. So what are you doing to invest in your own mindset? I think that's definitely something people should be listening to um, uh, thinking about, sorry, in in 2020. Next bullet point, it's clearly a very, very saturated market. I hear this all day long. What are you doing to stand out? We always discuss this on the podcast and uh, some of the things that just come to mind when I made this note was, wh- what are you doing about it? Is it, are you gonna start a podcast? Or what What can you do that's different to your competition? Is it is it hosting events? Is it starting a podcast? Is it offering different solutions to your clients? What are you doing to stand out? <coughs> I think this is really worth thinking about in 2020. You you hear loads of stats out there, how many recruitment businesses get, um, how many recruitment businesses start year on year. There's so many people in your market right now that are trying to speak to the same people. What makes you different to them? Are you doing anything different? Are you offering anything different? All these types of things, I think is really worth thinking about in 2020. What are you doing different to your competitors and... um it's clearly saturated market. So definitely worth thinking about that this year and, and and what you could do. Finally, my last bullet point, and this comes back to Tony, uh, who spoke really sort of passionately about this um, point at the live event and on the podcast was recruitment is a profession or it's very much becoming a career of choice. Typically, everyone that I have on the podcast um, falls into recruitment but I think what what really is clear is that more and more people um are choosing to go into recruitment and I've I've experienced that firsthand from the messages that I've received from people that have listened to the podcast and then decided to go into recruitment and these types of things but (coughs) recruitment clearly is becoming an actual profession and I, I think that that's amazing I think that's really exciting hopefully the this sort of podcast can play some sort of part in that but ultimately, I think um, for all of you listening out there, recruitment, being a recruiter in, in today's world is something that you shouldn't be embarrassed about. It's something that you should be really proud about. It's something that you should tell people in real confidence. And I think that that really is what what's changing. Um, again, comes back to sort of how many great people out there are doing some great things. All of you out there that absolutely work your socks off are, uh, are really trying to help the businesses and, and people that you work with. So... Recruitment is, is well on its way to becoming a profession if it isn't already and, and a real career of choice, which I think is amazing, exciting, and all of you should be excited by that uh, as well. So to to wrap this up, 2020, what do you want more of? I've got a, a big old document of topics and uh, things that people have requested for me to cover on, the, on this podcast. Um, I always ask people when they message me about the podcast, what would you love me to cover with future guests? So look. Thank you for listening to this. If you would love me to cover particular topics with future guests, please, please, please do send me a message, drop me a line. The best way to do that is uh, send me a direct message on LinkedIn. My name's Hisham Azuz, as you all know, or feel free to drop me an email at hisham at branding.com But ultimately, let me know what you want more of. I'm going to continue to get better at better at interviewing the people that I have on the podcast. Make sure that I ask questions that are relevant. I'm going to always be uh, having sort of your um, audience topic um, at front of mind and these types of things when I'm sitting down with uh, these people. And <clears throat> to, to finalise that, there is definitely going to be a, another recruitment live event. It is imminent. It's going to be in March um, however, I just need to finalize a date, which I'm going to confirm over the next week, um, and then I'll then release that, and people will be able to buy tickets asap, really, because I want it to to be bigger and better um, than than the uh, first event. So definitely keep your eyes peeled for that, and I'll I'll keep you on the loop and let you all know, because I'd love um, as many of you to to get involved with that and and see you there, and. Look, I think the final thing to say is 2020 It's a new decade. It's, it's a great time of the year to, to feel optimistic, feel excited. And I think you all have a right to be excited. So 2020, let's have it. Let's go. Really excited to continue uh, sharing uh, podcast episodes and, and, and seeing how this podcast evolve and and having all of you involved. Thank you so much for all of you that uh, uh, continue to listen to this podcast. Thank you to everyone that's that's left a review. It means a lot. And I'll speak to you all soon. Bye-bye.